I'm so fucking weak minded. Yeah. Like it actually still even it, it was it was insane. It's obviously how, still bothering you. <laughs> yeah, it was insane how he right he's like this divine one player where I would never ever queue into him if I wasn't queuing at five a.m. <laughs> because that is just nobody's playing at that point. So it's like fuck it. I guess I'll throw a bunch of immortal players in divine games. And uh, I don't know. It was just it was shit, man. It was I actually was like I actually was getting kind of upset just because it's like what did I do to this person to make them fucking hate me? But you know, like I know that it's a problem with this guy, right? Like I know it's not a me thing. I know this guy's actually got some negativity in life, and the way he takes it out is on some fucking YouTuber that he sees. There's a story behind it. You know what I mean? It's not just it's not just like it's not just random. This guy's got some like some some serious deep seated issues. It still fucking bothers me, though. It still bothers me. Yeah. Whack, man. <clears throat> it's just whack when people go out of their way just to let you know it that was, they don't like you. <laughs> it was so extreme. It was so extreme. I couldn't believe it. I thought he was joking. <laughs> you know, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I don't know if you have this, but this has, this has been a thing that I have experienced, and I know other people have experienced. Like, if you play pro at all and you're kind of like in the limelight even a little bit right you know we have our little micro bubble here that we're in in the dota sphere and you know some you sometimes you queue in a pub so people know who you are right uh you're not gonna go to the fucking grocery store it's like oh my god dota alchemy jenkins that doesn't happen but <laughs> it might eventually I, I i really love when people are like oh man i watch your content uh, some like random shit like that it's like fuck man that makes my day right yeah but you have these people that feel like they already know you because they watch they see your personality through the computer screen and you don't know them and because they act with their friends in a certain like they'll fuck with their friends you know what i mean where it's hey hey you fucking piece of shit nice videos queer boy some shit like that <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like okay man if you were my friend and i knew you it's like that banter is fine but coming right. from when your first impression is banter that's when you think somebody is an asshole have you experienced that it's this yeah. weird thing it's this really weird thing where it's like they know you to some degree but you don't know them so that initial wall is down for them but not for you so they banter with you yeah and and then it's like but it's like man i i don't know you at all yet i'm not comfortable with fucking bantering with you like you're just you're just making fun of me i can't tell where this is coming from because i don't know you <laughs> it's the internet is fucking weird man the internet is weird yeah Nice. Alchemy answers or Jenkins and elevated chatting. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference, right? What is the difference? Let's get into the questions, though. I, sure, there, sure. There were quite a few that were posted in Discord recently. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Roll the intro there, bro. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to Alchemy Answers episode 34. We are going to be taking some questions from our patrons today and possibly some from chat as well, depending on how quickly these go. Um, as always, if you want to ask questions directly to us and have access to our private Discord channels where you can talk to us directly, patreon.com slash Dota Alchemy is where that resides. So uh, with that further ado, get into the questions. Okay, we have King of Hell, he asks... How do I increase my behavior score faster, or at least how do I minimize decreasing it? I never abandon. I I try to never flame. That sounds like you flame. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get tilted, 
and Flame a Ruiner, but that's pretty much it. But even one report every five to 10 games from Ruiner still racks up overall uh, and, and drops your behavior score. So um, I'm in the process of making a video about this. I've been documenting cool. my return from very low behavior score um, because if you don't know, I'm going I'm to save a lot of the information for that, for that video to answer this question. But the, the short stick of it is that every abandon is worth like 50 reports. An abandon is like minus 500 to 1,000 behavior score, possibly even more. Um, so don't fucking abandon ever, period. <laughs> as, as much as it sucks, never get an abandon. Uh, as far as reports, I think that you're overrating how much reports actually tank your behavior score. It's not very much. You have to be getting reported consistently like every game, one or two reports every game to have your behavior score go down by a significant amount. I think that reports and commands relatively balance each other out. And as far as increasing it quickly, it's really, from what I've found so far, I mean, a lot of people say just play turbo because it like goes up over time if you're not getting reported, I think. But for me, it's basically just like, pick a, pick a hero that you're good with and do your fucking job. And like buy wards and just do your job and never chat to your teammates. That's, and, that's, what, I was, that's what I was gonna say. Never chat. Well, and then commend right. everybody after the game every single time. Cause right, because you'll get commends back when, yeah. when you do that. You can even commend the enemy team, like commend the winning team, because yep. the winning team, they if, if you if you ironically commend them when you lost, or they just think that you're, you know, saying, Hey, good job, you know, winning, you played well, they'll commend you back, and that still counts as commends. Like the team that lost, if you're on it, your team won't want to commend you. Nobody will want to commend. Everybody will be mad. But the winning team, they'll still commend you. Yeah. With that being said, you said that you might get tilted and flame a ruiner. This is actually something that I've had to stop doing yeah. uh, because of I don't want to lose my mind reasons. And then also because ruiners have accounts as well that have, for, have the same weight as regular people that don't ruin <laughs> games in terms they of will report you. <laughs> so what I've started doing is if there's a if there's a game ruiner. I just try to stay low key. And even if somebody initially is focusing in on me as like a scapegoat and they're ruining the game, if you stay low key and you don't poke the bear at all, typically your moron teammates will turn on each other and they'll be the ones reporting each other. And, yeah. and you, you just stay under the, under the radar. I think, I think that in general is a good way to be when it comes to uh, being uh, you know social in Dota. Yeah, if you want to raise your behavior score, never press your enter key. Basically, is yeah. what it comes down to. Because the the times that I've gotten useful communication from somebody typing anything in in text chat is maybe zero. <laughs> probably probably zero. Maybe once or twice with like a Roshan timer. But if text is kind of useless. If you're honestly. ever opening your your chatting function to say anything other than like good game or well played. It's a complete waste of your time, complete waste of everybody else's time. Because the types of communication that needs to happen in Dota are like instantaneous things that are really important to know right that second. And even taking the time to chat that with text is a waste of your time. So, yep. you know, basically just like don't communicate or communicate with phrases such as Echo Slam is up in 45 seconds. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> just give information be a be a robot that's that's, yeah. that's actually the best way to play dota pro players if you queue into them they'll they'll appreciate that as well if you just 
just be a robot about things. Like you can socialize outside of Dota. It, it's a, it's you know it's a team game. You're trying to win, so nobody's gonna nobody who's not an idiot and bad at the game is is gonna be upset with you yeah. for just communicating the, the minimum possible and just trying to win. I remember actually, sorry, this is kind of a tangential, but I just no remember um, somebody asking. I think it was somebody asking like PPD a question about like how to get noticed in pubs, and he was basically just like. Stop trying to impress the pro players that you're playing with. Like, stop over communicating. Like, do not fucking do that. Do not try to make calls. Literally, just give tiny little bits of information and then shut the fuck up the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's literally how Dota communication should be, anyway. Yep, that's why. That's why I said stop over communicating because people people yep. usually uh, people usually like freak out and they just. They say a whole lot of garbage nonsense. Newsham always goes ham on me about that uh, when it comes to you know tier tier two, tier three North American players. Like they just say so much jargon when when they're playing, and, and that's fine for casting or for making content. But right. when it comes to actually being good at the game and communicating things succinctly, it's not good. You yeah. can't just be like, oh, "We need to go apply map pressure top in the dead lane." It's like, no, you need to you know you need to just say. Two words, like okay, I'm I'm going bot. I'm pressuring bot. Yep, <laughs> that's it. You just do that, and then you know, five minutes later, you say, "I'm leaving bot." And the best part about that, power's gonna die. Somebody defend bot, like something like that. The best part about that is that you're just giving people more information to work with and make their own decisions instead of trying to tell them what decisions to make. And that that's where you start getting reported. That's where people start muting you. Is if you're trying to tell people how to play the game, you just need to give them information to make their own decisions. Right. right. And if they make bad decisions, then yeah, that's... Then you just, that's a data point, and you just continue to play the game. Yeah, that's on them. Uh, so, Anna Terra says, all right, if someone is going to start playing position one, what with the current meta, what are the three best heroes to get practiced with to cover the most matchups? I got I to gotta put a point before this and just say, we don't really know what the meta looks like yet, because yeah. <laughs> it's been less than a week. That's um, why I just want to answer this is like... the. Three heroes that you should find to play in general. Yeah. Um. Like not. Sure, Jug, uh, Anti Mage is is you know your your kind of like Battle Fury triangle farming wins the game at a huge power spike hero. Jug, early game hero, and then I don't know Slark. Slark's like a ganking, uh, you know, tempo controlling carry. Yeah, I was gonna say Slark or either like Sven or Ursa, like. Probably those four heroes are like the the best to cover all of your matchups. Yep, I think Slark is a really good hero right now. His win rate went up by like five percent on Dota buff. Yeah, uh, in the in the previous patch, and uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of the changes definitely favor favor Slark. All right, let's. Uh... Eddie Mercury, my question was skipped on the Alchemy Answers VOD last night. Was that just a mistake or what? Oh, <laughs> I think he re asked. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we make a lot of those. Uh, let's see. Questions. King of Hell has a couple of questions. Uh, what should I do to survive storm ganks when I'm playing Zeus? Any points in building defensive items, or should I just try not to get ganked? Honestly, Storm is one of the best counter matchups to Zeus because Zeus is so important to just get on in fights. Uh, and he's very squishy, has an extremely low strength gain and base strength. 
it doesn't really build into any tanky items. Yeah, and Ghost so, Scepter doesn't counter Storm because he's so much magic damage, so you can't just like rely on that to save you. Like you can against PA or something like that. I would say I would say like Yule Scepter is pretty good. Uh Glim Glimmer Cape is excellent because it forces yep. him to carry a dust. And storms don't have slots for dust because you need bottle, you've a null talisman, you've boots, you've wand, uh, you've a kaya, like already what that's six five or six items. You could also Having rush a hex. No, God, no, no way. Yeah, dude. No way. He zips on you, you hex him, he dies. You're just rushing at like a six thousand gold item instead of just getting a glimmer cape four staff, which is like four thousand. <laughs> no way you rush a hex. You'll die so many times in the time that you get the hex. Alright, whatever, man. I'm not a fan. Uh, how do I increase my behavior score? Oh, we already talked about that. If I'm Pudge position three and I get a Weaver in a, a Tusk against me, what am I supposed to do? Honestly, one of the one of the biggest criticisms that I have of uh, a lot of low-rated pubs is that people allow themselves to be in a shitty laning situation without yep. swapping. Like, if you're in a bad laning situation and you can't do anything, you need to pull the wave, you need to roam, you need to uh, swap lanes with somebody, even if it means literally just going to your safe lane and playing as a support, as an offlaner. I don't give a fuck. If yep. you're going to contribute more by doing that than just feeding a Weaver Tusk, which is, I don't see what Pudge is supposed to do in that lane unless you have a really, really strong support. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, 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 have to pull the, you have to pull the wave, otherwise you just feed. You, you, you're not going to get any creeps if you play that lane normally. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I was actually going ham on somebody in the Discord because they were saying, like, oh, I was in such a bad lane, and there's nothing I could do. I, I needed so many items to be able to contest this lane, and I wasn't able to play the lane. I was like, dude, why are you trying to play the lane? If it's a bad lane, you fucking leave. Like, very yeah. simple. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is actually simple, and you can watch, you know, the highest tier of Dota, and cores will leave lanes at level four and literally support their safe lane. Yeah. Like I saw, I saw a team, uh, Zolotl, which is the Mexican squad, uh, North American team, that they they beat Beast Coast, right? And Beast Coast, obviously, you know, major qualifying team. Unfortunately, anyway, we're not going to get into that, but they're a good team. Team Zolotl, in my opinion, is not on the same caliber. At least I didn't think before this game that they were on the same caliber as uh, Team Beast Coast. And I saw that they had a Sand King as an off laner. And the Sand King rotated to the safe lane at a certain point because he didn't want to lane against the hero that he was laning against. It was like a Zeus or some counter. Um, so what he did is he just jungled in the area near his carry Sven, and then somebody walked up, and he walks over from the jungle, burrows them, Sven stuns, and they die. And this core, it was like Eternal Envy or something on the enemy team. It's just like, what the fuck? I'm just getting ganked by an offlane Sand King. He goes and jungles again. Jungles in the area, still getting farmed. Sven is still farming, and then they kill him again. Yeah. And then he has to walk somewhere, and the game is over at that point. And I was watching that, and I was thinking, like, man, they're gonna win. Like from just that, I actually think they're gonna win because that is something that Team Secret does. That is what Zai does. Yeah, he it's so will good. rotate to a lane, just jungle in the area, and then if there are two cores in a lane, people don't expect that. And usually, your cores are farmed. They have boots. Uh, they have levels. So you can set up ganks a lot easier than the supports. Honestly, fuck rolls. Fuck lanes. Yep. Just go wherever is best for you. I agree. Think about Dota in that way, and you will win a lot more. Like, if you can literally think of the laning stage like that, and you're 3K, 
and you actually think about the landing stage like that and make good decisions, I guarantee you within six months, you'll be 5K. Yeah, and I I would second that and just the fact like, you know, we there's all this, you know, big deal made about how important the lanes are and people are always like, oh, we, we can't have this Slark free farm. We can't have this Juggernaut free farming. I will guarantee you that 0% of games are decided in the laning stage at 3k. Not one game is decided in the lane. Actually, that's not true. Sorry. Games are decided in the laning stage because people continue to go back to bad lanes over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. You're saying they don't have to be determined by the Yes, they don't have to be determined. Agreed. Bradley Dragon, do you believe Willow Eggs is the most broken eggs? Well, I believe that question has been answered. <laughs> <laughs> With the nerfs Hot fix. that have ensued since then. I still yeah, think that deep, I think DP Eggs is still probably the best eggs that was added in the patch. DP, Ember is really good. Brood yep. is really good. Um, Grimstroke Clint's is situationally insane. Uh, Grimstrokes is definitely good too. I think they nerfed that a little bit, but yeah, yeah it's still it's still kind of nuts. I mean, actually, they nerfed it a lot. Yeah. Somebody's asking about Drow a lot in chat. I think Drow's a dog hero. I think that hero's not good anymore. Like she needed the fact that she farmed the ancients and got so exceedingly farmed while doing everything else that she did was the reason that she was so strong. I think she's, she's a just, fine hero. I don't think that I think she's, she's a regular anymore. hero. Yeah, exactly. I don't think she's 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 okay. Like, yeah, she has that, you know, the range creeps in lanes are going to hit really fast and shit, which is pretty annoying. The 50% cooldown reduction talent still literally the best talent in Dota. Yeah. But if she doesn't have farm... She doesn't just have, you know. a, like, she doesn't have the ability to recover from any game, basically, which is what she had before. It's like, the, the first 10 minutes of the game did not matter when you had to drown your team because... I, I have to, like, I, I can't stress enough, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it, how important it is that she could just farm triangle and that's such a hard area to penetrate yeah and the fact that if you didn't if you didn't stop her early she would just snowball on you removing that is removing the reason that she was so broken in the first place yeah like it wasn't that drow is crazy in the late game it's that you are forced to do these ridiculous plays to stop her from going into the late game and you had to walk into the triangle which is just impossible and now Medusa still does that. I still think, I still think Medusa's broken because you know you walk up into the triangle against Medusa. She presses R. You're fighting into a high ground and a shrine. You get fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I still think Medusa's broken. People are picking it a lot because it's like, oh, this is one of the only triangle farming super fast. Medusa farm hasn't changed heroes. at all. Basically, like they keep nerfing her mana steel talent, which is like it doesn't matter. It's not why she's that strong. She's strong because of the triangle. I am shocked they didn't change the triangle at all. I, I am as well. This this patch feels like exactly the same patch with Ags and without Drow. And a bit slower in general, because the towers got buffed a lot. Harder to yeah. push objectives. Should make a video about that actually, why the game has slowed down. Um, okay. Uh let's see. Uh did you know if you're holding alt and you have your camera in showcase mode, you see all the spawn boxes on the map all at once? Like they didn't program it so that it only shows the ones on your screen. It literally <laughs> like highlights all of them, and it shows the the little animations for stack timings. That's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's using your CPU when it's not on the screen. Like, 
there are computations being made <laughs> like for totally uh you know unreasonable purposes there's no point spaghetti so, code yeah fucking valve programming man okay the zuck says a few question for q a is drow still worth picking i've already answered no. that no i think if, if you're, you're good at drow, drow sure if you're good at drow play. yes but if you want to win mmr there's better heroes dog there's better heroes uh is ricky a good hero now no i don't oh think well so. uh, he's he, okay he's he, okay he's fine if you can get through the lineage stage without losing your team the game my problem with Ricky is that he has no way of farming jungle. Yep. He has no way of flash farming. You literally need to sit and hit creeps, and you're not effective at ganking until you have a diffusal blade. So there's this like 2,000-something gold window where you need to just be sitting in a lane hitting creeps. And as, for, as, as a hero, that's entire purpose is to not be showing. Correct. <laughs> so... And if you're a carry or an offlaner and you get ganked while doing that, that's big problems for your team yep. because you're supposed to be carrying them. You know, you don't want to... That's the thing. It's like these Svens and Terrorblades and stuff, they lane and then they're gone. And they show up 20 minutes later with six items. You're like, what the fuck? We should have ganked that guy. Ricky doesn't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the problem with Ricky, in my opinion. Is that he's so dependent on the diffusal blade timing, and yet can't get to it easily. Yeah, it, it, he's he's really weird. It's like there's really no other item that allows him to function as a hero, other than I, I, like Atos. Maybe? I was gonna say people have experimented with Atos, but then it's yeah. like you do no damage whatsoever. So right, he's so reliant on right clicks to do damage, and those right clicks are not strong normally they're only strong yeah. with items and those items have to also allow them to slow people so it's like rush a scotty on the hero i don't know man no it's like then you're waiting for six thousand gold yeah exactly <laughs> it's the same problem um how soon you sh should you build uh new eggs on dp i see people going for like one or two two thousand gold items and then eggs so they'll go like yules yeah, hood. Like treads yules okay. something like that uh, yeah, boots Boots is like a given. Like, you always go some sort of boots, stick, you know, null talisman, and then right. one extra item, uh, one extra item, then, you know, eggs, or two, maybe if you feel like you need to be, you need another item, like, there's a lot of magic damage, get a hood, yeah. and then, and then eggs. You but, think that uh, there's any early. credence to buying a locket on DP? What's the what's the healing amp on Locket? Is it like twenty five percent? Maybe, maybe. I mean, if there's any hero, it could be her. It gives magic resist, so yeah, that that'd be pretty good. I, I'm just I'm I'm always so concerned with that item that the mana that you get from it is just worthless. Like the mana, the total mana increase. I really think that if they left that as just a you know an item that gave you mana regen, it gave you like five mana regen before. And I think Yules gives six. Yeah. Something like that. It gave almost as much mana regen as Yules. And a big reason a lot of people pick up Yules on Storm is because it's one of the most effective, it's the most effective, cost effective mana regen items. Right. It doesn't seem to kind of, it doesn't really seem to do the right combination of things. It's sort of like a an item that does a little bit of a couple things, but not like good enough synergy between the things that it does to be a good item. 200 health is good. Four health regen is pretty good. Magic resistance is fine. Magic resistance is great. 
mana completely completely worthless on 90% of heroes. Uh, and then the heal amplification is is pretty good. Good on but, Chen with Chen Aura. Uh, the thing is, like, I feel like if you're gonna buy Holy Lockup, why don't you not just have a pipe or uh, a Greaves? Yeah, fair enough. Like those items just will literally give you more healing throughout the game. For, it's for also like healing why items. not just buy Greaves on DP instead of the Lockup? Yeah, people right? people do that. Yeah. People do that on DP. That right. that would be fine. Especially against some, you know, silencer or something like that. Yeah, Lockett's in a weird, weird place, honestly. Yeah. Not a huge fan. Uh, but in any case, you, you know, you know the, the video I made about like the shittiest items in Dota? Did I ever link you that some, some like Russian, um, like esports news guy copied the video like verbatim <laughs> as, a, as a news post? And I messaged him on t on Twitter about it, and I was like, "Hey, dude, if and it, this was for like a legit site, that's I said, funny. hey, dude, if you're gonna steal a video, can you at least steal something that's better? <laughs> like, this is not a good video that I made." And he said, "I'm sorry that you think I've stolen from you. I have not even seen your channel until now. I'm trying to write daily esports articles for Dota 2 since I had no topic of the current day." So he write he writes all of the exact same points that I do, and in the exact order too. Like he even took something as specific as I said that Octarine Core is a bad item because ever since TI eight OG winning, people have been t thinking of taking one big fight instead of fighting persistently. He literally took that point, which is so specific, so fucking specific, like. Who else would make... I was reaching for that point, dog. Like, that's what I'm saying. Pick a better video. I was, I was trying to think of something to say about Octarine Chords. Like, why is this item bad? He even took the shit that I was making up. And... Uh, that's funny. I was just like, yeah, man, great. You know, great minds think alike. It's, it's crazy how we have the exact same ideas. And then I sent him a picture of M Milan saying goodbye. <laughs> and then he sent me a smiley. Why would you steal... Why would you steal like that? What just steal it, from Game Elite? Just give us credit, dude. Yeah, I had to DMCA this uh, Spanish channel that was taking our videos, taking the the actual video, and then just dubbing their voice over it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I feel like our videos aren't that good that you need to steal them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, you can just make your own videos, hey, your, your own Dota videos, dude. People are people are hungry for Dota content, man. You don't yeah. need to you start need your to own channel. It's not that hard. It really isn't. Talk into a camera and put it on YouTube. Yeah, and then people are like, "Oh, I like this game. I'm gonna watch this thing about the game that I like because <laughs> the thumbnail is clickable." All right, <laughs> moving on. The Zuck says, "What about Safe Lane Rookie?" Well, we kind of talked about that. The problem is how you need to farm. The uh, the fusel blader, you're useless. Anyone here do low tier coaching? Hey man, I'll coach you if you need some coaching. Is Either one of us will coach you. All you have to do is yeah, just we'll message both... us on Discord. Yeah, yeah, just pop us a uh, pop us an old message there, and you can get some uh, some coaching. Have you had people ask you for free coaching? Uh, not in a while. It's been a while for me too. But when we first started, people were like, "Are you going to do free coaching to give back to your community?" It's just like dog. How how many hours in the day do you think I have? 
Like, do you know how many people? Dude, okay. I think I talked about this before, but I did the calculation. If we yeah. were to coach everybody that were subscribed to us at the point where that person asked, which we had like 30,000 subs, it would be like 127 years straight <laughs> of coaching. And it's like, that is totally fucking unreasonable. <laughs> I'm not going to be a, a century old and be coaching people. It's like, I would love to, man, but I got to do dishes and get groceries and shit, man. You know? Talk to my what? family. My yeah, exactly. <laughs> like life things. We have talked about this before. The fact that like, if yeah. you were to keep in contact with everybody that you've ever known in terms of your friends, you would have no time in the day. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Loey Val says, Hi, we are a team ranked Guardian to Legend, playing mainly as a group of four to five. How many heroes do my team need in their pool to reasonably play Captain's Mode? How many heroes would you suggest each player in each position should have? What should be the uh, ratio of solo and party games to improve? That's a solid question. That's yep. a good question. Um, I'll let you handle that since you've played on a lot more teams than I have. Sure. I would say... I would say you you really only need like four to five heroes max. Um, Newsham said something interesting to me the other day. I hate to always quote him, but he's just like a beacon of good information. Um, he said something along the lines of like two to three heroes, as long as the heroes play in different play styles. Like it's not great to just have, let's say as an offlaner, be able to only play heroes that are like initiators. You want to be able to play like a lane dominator. You want to be able to play, um, you know, a walks in and just tank shit hero like Abyssal Underlord. You want to be able to play initiators. Like you want to have a couple of heroes from each different uh, archetype in the role that you can play. So that way you can, you know, formulate your strategies around around those heroes. Um, and and then within those categories, having like one to two heroes that you play. So for instance, for me. In terms of like lane dominating heroes, I play Enchantress and Broodmother. That was sufficient for a while. Now Broodmother's a mid hero, so I probably need another lane dominator. Uh, I, I you know I play a couple of them. But Would you consider Bat Rider a lane dominator? Yeah, Bat's a lane dominator. He's like a lane dominator initiator. So right. he he's like a he's like a you know. And that's a good point because sometimes heroes can be hybrids, right? So like if if you play these really yeah. hybrid heroes, you don't need quite as many heroes in your pool. Right, but if you pick like a Zeus offlane, for example, that's a good niche hero. But there's not going to be that many situations in which you can draft a Zeus just because he always does the same thing. Right. It's like damage and dewarding. That's what he does. So you, you would have to want that for a specific purpose in a draft or draft all of your other heroes around that fact that Zeus only does that. Um, so that's when you're, when you're considering your hero pool, that's just what you need to consider. Like, okay, how flexible is this hero? If you have an offlaner that can only play... Uh, Doom, Doom and Bat. Honestly, you're fine. <laughs> like that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> because those heroes do so much that it, it, if they know how to play those heroes in each scenario, like Bat, he can control the dangerous areas of the map with travels. He can initiate. He can snowball. He can lane dominate. Doom can lane dominate. He can frontline tank. He can initiate. He can gank. He can also control a lane. Like it's yeah. Just consider what the heroes do. But like two to five heroes. Um, in what ratio of solo in party games to improve? Uh, I would say if you guys legitimately want to, uh, you know, try to play in like amateur tournaments and play in you know, open qualifiers and stuff like that, and have a have a legit chance. You should be focusing on your individual aspects of of Dota that you're learning. Like you should be playing almost exclusively 
solo queue and doing like you know battle cup every week maybe maybe like one to two games of party a day uh less than that actually one to two games of party every you're never really going to get good competition party you're never going to get yeah you're never going to get good competition and then also uh you know guardian to legend you guys it, it it doesn't it doesn't take that much time if you're grinding to get between the metals like there are these epiphanies that you're that you're going to have and the thing is party queue is just not sufficient for having those epiphanies and seeing the reflection of your improvement uh, you're gonna get buoyed up by people that are better than you on your team like on a team you really want everybody to be around the same skill and so that's kind of important to have yeah you know a, a good baseline where it's not like every game is either being lost by one person or won by another person any anytime i read something like this it's it's like my initial thought is that i want to tell you that like my initial thought is like okay well you're not trying to go pro or something like that so i, I want to be able to tell you that you know you can just party queue and play on your team and do okay or whatever against whatever you're playing in reddit dota 2 league whatever it is you're playing in but when when i read this I legitimately think like I don't see it as something that's unobtainable to for all of you to get divine or immortal. Like that's why that's why I'm saying it as like I think you should solo queue because I I I don't think it's as unreasonable as people make it see where it's like oh not everybody's pro players. No fuck that. It doesn't take that much. You just need to grind. Like you just need to really think about what it is that you need to change about the game. Like you are doing shit wrong if you're playing Guardian and Legend. You are bad at Dota. But yep. it's not you're bad at Dota because of a hundred different things it's like five to six things legit it's it's not that many things you just need right. to find out what they are and yeah that takes time but it will immediately click when you're like oh my fucking god i haven't been doing this or i saw somebody do this and it, just pulling the lane for example you know like pulling the off lane creeps like that alone is like a 500 mmr thing if you're not doing that like there are all of these little tricks that every single game high rated players are doing and that's why they're good i used to have this opinion where i would see you know like monkeys forever or something like that and he's this offlaner uh he's he's like a better offlane player than me but not by like a huge margin in terms of mechanical skill and he would try so hard in pubs and i would always be like you know i would have this excuse of like oh he's tr just trying really hard you know he's such a try hard but it's like that is what makes him good is the fact that like he would always lane swap to get perfect lanes he would try to get his team to pick around his hero he would pick to counter pick and it's like if you see somebody that's high rated doing something whether they know it or not that's why they're high rated <laughs> you know what i mean if they're doing something that's bullshit, it is that that is all that it takes is just is just like oh instead of allowing myself to get countered i'm gonna counter pick yeah. 500 mmr right fucking there literally that's all you need I, I kid you not just that like and it's always excuses from people i always hear hear these excuses oh my team this my team that no fuck that like literally Big one responsibility. thing responsibility <laughs> yes okay i'm getting counterpicked all the time my lanes are bad why are your lanes bad there's a reason for it it's not fucking magic it's not magic you're you're not counterpicking you're not you're playing a lane that you that you literally can't play like there is no magic in zai playing against universe or something like that they both just know things about the game and they're making these very simple decisions about dota it, they're not being lazy they're, they're not being lazy that's the thing like mentally they're thinking like okay this is bad for me like, what do i do to get out of this yeah oh like, that's a that's an interesting solution i'm gonna go do that in 30 seconds 
Yeah, you know? I mean, like, even just before this, I was complaining about Jenkins about this. I was complaining to Jenkins about this game that I just played where my team was actually doing everything wrong. Every single thing that was going, was that was happening was, was wrong. But I was also doing the wrong thing and continuing to play into a lane that I shouldn't have been in. I should have just left the lane and instead of getting pissed at my support for being an awful support, I should have said, hey, get the farm. I'll go jungle. Just making that one change would have won me the game. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> like, it's literally one change. I remember, you know, when I coached you a week ago, you blocking, make, well, that ruined your lane. Like, that's literally yep. it. I don't need to see anything else. And it came you back are... to be the Bristleback that ended up winning them the game, basically, who had a good yeah, lane you, because of that. You, you literally lost your lane from, one, from, like, one bad decision. That's it. Yep. People always, like, so overcomplicate it. That, that's, that's, that's something that... I've heard a lot of very good pro players constantly talk about is that people tend to like glamorize and overcomplicate Dota. Yes. When when really it's just as simple as like, I don't want to be in this lane. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> like it's literally as simple as that. And just you know where the knowledge comes in is like knowing where to go after that. But the first step is being like, yeah, this sucks. I'm not gonna just have my you know, I'm I'm not gonna get like pegged in the butthole for the next 10 minutes straight and then just lose the game. I mean, dude, like with true sight coming out, all the chatter in OG's booth, how much of it was complicated? It was literally Jerix is like, Hey, Anna, like relocate top for the memes. Like that was a call that he made and they did it. And it won them the game by taking the racks. Like it's not a complicated call to make. It's not some super like, technical thing it was literally just Yo, like, in 15 seconds point in 15.2 seconds i'm going to relocate top because they have somebody pushing bot and i think i saw somebody tp here because i heard it it's like there's no none of that's happening none of that's happening it's literally like yo let's reload top okay nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway let's move on uh so gangsy says for q a i'm playing position four and my position three decided to cut the wave since we were losing the lane. I didn't really know what to do in that situation. In this situation, you are Zeus, and your SK was cutting the lane. I love that lane, Zeus SK. Uh, the awkward thing about Zeus is that he's not really a great ganker. So uh, what you can do when your SK is cutting the lane is you can uh, side pull and just farm up the neutral camp. Like, that hero just wants to get farm, whether or not... Whatever role you're in as a Zeus, you you honestly want to get farmed. You can like walk around in D ward. You can secure runes. You can gank. You can help your SK cut the wave if you think that it's dangerous and there's a support that's going to contest him. Um, but basically, you want to look for something to do that's not just sitting in the lane doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. You can even deny under tower. Like if you can you can look to deny whoever it is you know who's trying to farm under the tower. That's that's fine as well. The worst thing that you can do is just like walk around sitting in trees doing nothing. Yep, because you're li you're literally getting no XP if 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 he's cutting on sand king. So uh, that's about it though. Uh, that's yep. a, that's that is a more awkward one because it's like you go into a tri lane as Zeus and it's just useless. So you could like walk to the mid lane, bolt the mid laner four times, and walk back to the bottom lane around yeah, a bounty sure, room sure. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, literally something as simple as that. It, honestly, you probably just. Like with most other heroes, let's say you have an Earth Spirit, you would rotate to the tri lane and probably kill the offlaner or something like that, because you no longer need a bot or or whatever lane the Sand King is in. Uh, with Zeus, it's a little awkward because he's not strong at ganking at all, but you probably still want to do it. It's better than doing nothing. Yep. Like you probably, like Donnie said, just bolt, go bolt somebody, 
go D ward, go stack, like double stack. Um, just do something else that's like effective with, with your time. And um, like, if you stack, then eventually you can take the off lane and say like, Hey, SK, go farm jungle. I stack for you. Yep. And then you're just like free farm the off lane for me, you know, <laughs> yeah. really it's like a greedy thing that you're doing. It's like, eventually it's going to pay off and it's like, Oh, somebody's got to take this lane now. Oh, I guess it'll be me. You know, that's uh that's good stuff. That's good stuff for you. But worst thing you can do is I, ju I just played a game with Ellie where I was Batrider and she was, uh, we queued into each other on in solo queue. I was on my Smurf and as Batrider and she was Rubik and her biggest criticism of like herself after the game was like, I had no idea what to do after you were pulling bot. Cause what I was just doing is I was just circling the waves around and killing all of them with napalm in, in firefly, which is like what Bat does. So I was, right. I, was, I, was, I was the most farmed in the game, but it's like, I no longer needed my support. And she had no impact in the game as a Rubik because she had no farm because she was just kind of like wrote, like walking between mid and bot, not really knowing what to do. And then she looked at the game after and she's like, I should have gone in tri lane. I should have like ganked, yeah. you know, the, the other lane. Like when your offlaner's cutting, they, they don't need you there. Right. Uh, okay. Koa Danny says, how do you win as a five roll that can't push waves when your cores insist on jungling after winning a fight? I don't have any specific situations in mind, but I'm 1.8 K. I find most people in that bracket don't push lanes enough. Uh, yeah, I would say you can just pick better heroes for doing that then. Like, Coddle is a pretty good hero right now, but it's a very specific hero. You mentioned that in your question. Uh, like, <laughs> excuse me, Winter Wyvern is one of the best heroes at doing that. You can get really farmed by doing that and put a lot of pressure on the map, which is great. But uh, also, just get a meter hammer. I, like, I don't care, like, what it takes to do it. Somebody needs to push the lanes, and if that has to be you, just just do it, you know? Pull, pull waves to jungle camps. Like, do, you know, do something. I also um, think that you're kill the range creep. Exactly. I, that was what I was gonna say. I think you're overrating what it takes to actually get a wave going in the opposite direction, and it's as simple as killing the range creep quickly. So yeah. if you're in a badden, for example, that hero does not have very good wave clear. But what you can do is you can walk up, you can aphotic shield one of your creeps, and then you can mist coil the range creep, hit it once, and then walk out of the lane and go do something else. That wave is gonna push towards the other side of the map. And that will cause the next wave to push towards that side of the map and the wave following that until somebody else comes and reverts the pressure that you've created or it hits the tower and then bounces back as a result. That's the thing about lanes and, and, and creep waves in Dota is it doesn't take a lot of effort to get the waves pushing in the opposite way. It takes doesn't... almost no effort and no time. That's why it's so frustrating when people don't do it because all you have to do is literally do enough damage to a creep wave where your creeps now have more health than theirs do, and it will push. And the next wave will push, and the next wave will push, and the next wave will push. Boom, you have created pressure. I think it's important to note, I guess, for anybody that isn't aware of this, uh, range creeps do piercing damage. Why, don't ask me, I don't know, ice frog things. Um, and piercing damage means that to other creeps, they do significantly more damage. They also attack fast. So rage creeps do so much more damage than melee creeps. I, I think like if you were to take a creep wave that had one melee, one ranged creep versus four melee creeps. No, that's, that's a little bit too, yeah, too that's, extreme. That's a little bit too much. That's a little bit, but four melee creeps versus let's say two Two melees range, and two, one range. Two would... melees and one range. The two melees and one range will win. Yeah. That's uh, 
that's not because I'm thinking with the HP that you'd have to work with, like to go yeah. through four melee creeps, that's a little much. It really, really, the thing with the with the melee creeps is like they're tanky. They're yeah. like the tanky frontliner. The range creeps are the damage dealer. Yep. So that's just how you have to view it. Range creeps are nuts. You actually died to the range creep when you morphed to Agi, says Robbie France. <laughs> Dude, I've seen I've seen uh, immortal morphling players do that, so I wouldn't too, yeah, feel too bad about it. There are many snipers. You got to be careful. They really are, dude. Like those things you. are those things are tough. Eddie Mercury says, "From last week, are there any times when pulling the second wave isn't op optional or necessary?" Um, I'm pretty sure we did answer this. I think we did. Okay, so yeah. there, there are there are a few things that you can do, and you basically just want to do one of them. Um, like you mentioned here, you can fissure block uh, your wave, or you can fissure block their wave. Also, if you're really strong and you know that the enemy team is hiding in their tower, you could actually body block their wave, and then have one of your heroes fuck with the enemy if they try to body block your wave. And if you body block their wave, then your creeps will run into their tower and it'll push out anyway. Like all you want to do is get the lane to. Uh, push out to be right in front of your tower if you're able to apply pressure uh, but generally like if you if you are in a situation where you can't apply pressure yet then you're not gonna be able to body block their wave because they'll fucking kill you yeah. <laughs> so that's when you would pull the second wave um so basically like your question is kind of like hinting at the answer already where it's like you just want to do something you want you want to make sure that you're you're doing something Otherwise, you need to know that you can pressure them on that first wave if you're doing nothing. And I would say in most cases, you can't pressure them on the first wave because it's so close to their tower yep. uh, that you need to be... Like, let's say you, you have a Necrophos. Rest in pepperoni, side hero. But let's say you have a necro old Necrophos. You can, like, Death Pulse in the first wave and uh, tank the creeps. And what that'll do is it'll push their push your wave into their tower and then that'll push into you. So that's fine as well. Like you just need to make sure that you're doing something to get the equilibrium in front of your tower and cutting the second wave is just the easiest way to do that without contest. Nobody's going to stop you from doing that. Right. So that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. It's a pretty straightforward question. Soul says, how do you think the XP changes and armor changes will change up the meta? Did they change armor? I don't think so. I have to go look at the... They changed the armor on, like, the towers and gave them... Oh, on shot. towers. A Roshan base armor increased. Oh, I guess they, they gave base armor to some heroes and reduced Mars's by one. That hero's still broken. Goddamn. Yep. Oh. Got picked a lot at Birmingham. Gross. Gross hero. That's not even... It's not even Dota. Um, I think I think changes like experience and armor and very simple things like that tend to be what impacts the meta more than anything else, other yep. than like very obvious broken changes. Like if somebody gets an eggs that's really good, like DP, that's obviously you know going to impact things. But yeah, I would I would say I would say the XP changes makes it so that getting kills early, I mean obviously, is less is way less effective. Because one of the big problems with giving a kill away is that you would go into a lane that somebody's like level two or level three when you're level one and you're fucked. Totally fucked. But now that's not really a thing. Like you can feed away your life if you're securing a creep wave, for example. Let's say, you know, you died behind the tier one 
you double pull uh, two waves. And what that does is that's going to send in a double wave to your offlaner and your support and you die for that. Who cares? As long as what you're securing is uh, more important than the gold and the, the experience that you're giving. And now that the experience changes have basically changed to not have a base plus 50. Um, yeah, it's, it, it basically means that like, you're not giving away that many early levels. Yeah, also comeback mechanics are, are going to be relatively big. They they massively buffed comeback mechanics as far as killing like kill streak oh, heroes. True. Yeah. If you're killing yeah. you should if you see somebody's on kill streak, you should absolutely smoke and try and kill them because it's yeah. it's really really good. Yeah, that's a Man, maybe we should make a video that's just like detailing plays that are now good to make with these changes. Sure. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that tonight. That, that'll It'll be my next video. Good job, souls. Thanks for the video idea. <laughs> One sec, let me write that down. I'll, I'll read the next question. You can answer it while I write this. Sure. Vasily says, I feel roles transcend hero choices to some degree. Is that true? If I theoretically pick Huskard, then I have to play as three. Is it cool to just build our items and get tanky and ignore my damage output and try to use my skills to fill the role as best I can? All right, Donnie. Uh, yeah. I mean, I... I 100% agree that if you see a job that is absolutely necessary to be done for you to win the game, it does not matter what hero you're playing. There are items to allow you to do that job, um, and so you should do that. I don't think that you should try to do that every game. I think that there are heroes that fill specific roles for a reason, because they do a job better than other heroes do. But, like I said, if... Uh, there's a situation where you just don't have catch and you're playing a hero without catch, then maybe you just need to buy and build a bunch of catch. Maybe you need to go like Atos Hex Blink on a hero that normally doesn't do that. And uh, that'll help you win the game. It's all about I gotta situation. say, man, you're obsessed with Hex. I don't know what it is with Hex and you. Do you think that it's people are saying sex? Is that what it is? Yeah. Is it is it just like a like a this repressed sexual thing where you're just you're hearing the, a different word every time? You're fucking obsessed with this item, man. Um, I'm sorry. That, that's my only input there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, doesn't it stand for hot sex? H, H E X. Yeah, I think so. I okay. think that. So I that's think, why I, I want think... you guys to build it. I want everybody to have hot sex. Yeah, with you. Whoever, man. Oh. As long as it's happening. What about my dad? You would have sex with my dad? No. Oh, but he, not, he should not, have hot sex. Nice. What? I mean. Life. I don't know. I think he's a pretty attractive guy. I'm kind of offended. <laughs> Justin Ash says, uh, question, how the new patch affects for the support role? Because for me, wards is valuable assets because of the gold we get from D ward. So that warding is crucial. Which heroes should we play as a support based off the patch notes? Zeus. I love Zeus yeah. right now, dude. I am getting free Aghanim Scepters for <laughs> pressing my Lightning Bolt ability with a three-mana regen talent. I legit... I, I love this, man. I love this hero. Yeah. Um, I think you can pick Zeus every game and have a good good game, basically. I think right so, now. too. I think, I think Zeus is the... The the impact that it has is actually unreal. It's crazy, dude. I'm getting like 200 gold per D ward on Zeus. Yeah, 
And, and with the three mana regen talent, like you ninety just, mana. <laughs> you have a three mana regen talent too. Yeah, you just walk no around mana, and, basically in in D ward everything with the clarity going, and it's it's too good, man. It's too good. All right. Yeah, there you go, Zeus. <laughs> uh, I would just say also, just make sure you're punishing people for placing shitty wards. Yeah. Like that. It's crazy to me that cores don't buy sentries. Like, it makes no sense. You literally get more from it than what it costs. Yeah, it makes no sentries sense. Sentries are seventy-five gold now. Like, the amount of times that I've seen somebody ward. And somebody pings it and nobody dewards it because nobody wants to do it. It's like you're literally gaining gold. It's like, hey, do you want, you know, an ice cream sundae? It's like, yeah, give me that. Hey, do you want, <laughs> you know, a pile of shit? Everybody in pubs is like, oh, give me, give me that shit. Give me that shit. It's like, no, dude, take the sundae, man. What what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's right there. Come on. But it's because people are still in the past. Like, no, that's a support walking. thing. Yeah, I would never do Supports a support D-ward. thing ever. Yeah. Even supports, even supports are like, no, I got to get my ags. It's like, you literally will get it faster <laughs> if you deward. Yeah. You literally lose nothing for fucking dewarding if you see a ward. And people still don't deward. The amount of times people are like, ping, oh, there's a ward there, there's a ward there, and it just despawns. The courier, like, the courier just sits in the base. Nobody's using it. Nobody's buying sentries. No, I got to farm the small camp. I need my item. I can't deward. Hey, hey, other support, can you deward for it me? It costs <laughs> money to buy sentries, Donnie. Okay? <laughs> Why would I do something that costs me money? It's like people in Dota don't have an idea of you gotta, what you gotta an invest money to is. make money, right? <laughs> yeah, you invest money to make money. It's like it's like crypto in twenty seventeen. You put money in, a week later it's double. Yep. <laughs> That's what century wards are. Century wards are crypto in twenty seventeen. Yep. Bitcoin. Bitcoin for anybody that doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Enigma's <laughs> Flame says in response to, should I play Centaur like a tank? Enigma's Flame says this isn't WoW. There's never been a tank role in Dota and it still isn't after 21 years of existence. I kind of disagree with that actually. Like I, I, think, I think there's a lot of tank heroes in Dota. It's yeah. just like that used to be a bad idea before people were good at Dota and the competitive scene. But now, like, you have these tanky heroes that position themselves on the um, perimeter of a zone in the most dangerous area. And it's like, if you want to get to their team, you have to run through them. But they're tanky and they have spells and they're going to cast the spells on you. So you kind of have to go on them and they're the only person showing. It's like... You are tanking. It's just not like WoW where you're literally taunting people like with Axe. Right. And, you know, tanking damage. It, it's it's a smarter way of tanking. You know? It's like a... Tidehunter's it, it, a tank. Pudge is a tank. Doom is a tank. Timbersaw. Timbersaw. Yeah. Underlord. Underlord. Basically yeah. offlaners. Yeah. Strong offlaners after 7.22. Okay, I have been thinking about this one a lot because I'm trying to win MMR and not lose it. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out what is still good. And I still think Bat is really good. You just have to max your uh, Firefly. I think that Legion Commander is garbage. And if you're picking Legion, you're going to lose a lot. And I see a lot of people trying out these like shitty heroes and they're not good. 
Um, I think Mars is broken still, like probably first or second best hero in Dota. Uh, Io is the only other hero that's like busted. Um, let's see. Uh, there's another hero that I, uh, I think Nature's Prophet is still pretty good. I think that hero is not not nerfed enough. There's one other hero that's like a huge. Oh, Sand King. Sand King yeah, is the say, best offlaner in Dota. Have you said Sand King yet? Because that's all you've been playing. Sand King is the best offlaner in Dota. Period. Period. If you can get a Sand King, you should get a Sand King if it's not banned. Like Sand King is without a doubt the best offlaner in Dota. Uh, I see Slardar getting picked up a lot too. People are people are playing a lot of Slardar. Uh, definitely good. I'm not sure how to feel about it though. I know Sand King is S tier. I know that Nature's is still at least A tier. I know, like, all the heroes that I listed, I know they're still A tier. Um, Slardar could be S tier. I'm not 100% sure the verdict is still out on that. Doom is not that great anymore. He's like B tier. Beastmaster, verdict is still out. I think he's probably B tier. Mars is definitely S tier despite the nerfs. But uh, the I ones feel that are bad enough, Lynn. Uh, not a fan, not a fan. If it's like C tier, B tier at best, I would say. Um, I really think it's like undisputable Sand King and Mars though. Those are like the best, hands down. Oh, Pangolier, Pangolier is S tier. I'm 100% sure Pangolier is S tier. Everybody's picking that shit right now. The armor reduction is really good. The new Q, just how consistent it is with the uh, passive is really good. Like, you know, you're going to disarm somebody. So it's better than before because it's not like oh i'm gonna try to silence the puck it's like you're not gonna go for a puck anymore with that ability because you're gonna go for the terror blade and disarm them right you know it's like before it's like okay there's a terror blade there's a puck do i try to silence the puck or do i try to disarm the terror blade oh i accidentally silenced the terror blade that sucks <laughs> he doesn't care <laughs> oh i accidentally disarmed the puck that sucks she doesn't care or he uh but now it's like it's more consistent which is really nice actually and then the fact that it also has minus armor is really good and then the ags is busted with a basher the the pangolier ags it's really ridiculous yep you're not you're not an offlaner so the question doesn't pertain to you nope i don't play offlane is, anymore is io ags the best possible ags if you get it on him as a rush it seems pretty good hits invisible units uh new sham Newsham said that IO Ags is awful, and he's an IO player. So I'm going to trust his judgment on that. He says the, that, like, the, the balls the, just the, reveal you. Yeah, the reason that he said it is because it reveals you. I will say, though, that having a free 500 damage is... Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like if you're an IO and you're just going for damage, it's like... Yeah. Maybe you should be a damage-dealing support instead of picking IO, <laughs> you did know? You, did you see, though, that you can... You get the five balls around you, you drop the Ags, and then you pick it back up, and it just... It's like a free 500 damage nuke. Like, no, zero mana expended. It's pretty funny. That's kind of ridiculous. But still, yeah, I feel like you're dropping probably not your doing eggs in the middle of a fight. <laughs> right. If you're, like, running around dropping eggs on IO, you're probably like, go play Lena or something, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Like, agreed. Uh, Jorge Garcia says, I'm going Soul Ring into eggs every game on Brood to a decent win rate. Thoughts? I don't like that. I, I think that's... The Aghanim Scepter doesn't help you with your farming speed that much. It doesn't give you any kill potential. Um, I would say, like, you eventually want the Aghanim Scepter, but what's the point in having the Aghanim Scepter for a timing where you're not even strong enough to run to the other lanes? Like, the Ags lets you move to different positions on the map and, you know, control, like, a huge area of the map. So if you're no threat to the enemy team, but you're able to walk there physically, 
who gives a fuck. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's like having some like scrawny ass nerd like being a bouncer at it at like a bar where like you know uh, some biker gangs like hang out there and are creating like a ruckus. Like the scrawny ass little guy is not going to do anything, but you know you give him a gun. I don't know where I'm going with the, with this analogy, but that's, that's basically what I'm saying is it's fucking worthless until you are actually worth something as a hero. So what I've been doing is I've been going at like second, third item. I'll go for like, you know, boots, um, diffusal blade, maybe BKB, maybe radiant, some shit like that. And then, and then eggs. You want the ability to and, threaten and fight before you have infinite threaten and fighting potential. Basically. Like it's like, it's like you're, it's like rushing boots of travel on a hero that wants to fight or something like that just so you can show up to fights, but not being strong enough to fight. Yeah. Exactly. I think uh, I think eggs is amazing though. Like I think you should get eggs. It's just I really like diffusal eggs because diffusal is the most cost efficient damage item for agi heroes in the game of Dota. So you get that item and it's so cost efficient that sure you're you know building into an agonim scepter which gives you very little damage, but you built this cost efficient damage item that you don't. And then after that, I was kind of thinking like. Okay, since you have used so much gold for an item that doesn't really give you dam damage, but it gives you tankiness, maybe the next item you go for is just like a super hyper damage item, like Daedalus, you know, like a Radiance, something like that. That's kind of the way I see Brood now, is like you build these ludicrous damage items with an Ags, like Nullifier, you know, Daedalus, and then the Ags like gives you everything else that you need, and you make up for the fact that you're not building into, you know, traditional carry damage items by the fact that, you know, you're you're buying these like really cost efficient ones. Yep. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't build like an orchid because it's not super cost efficient in terms of the damage it provides. I wouldn't buy like a Scotty with the Ags build. Actually, maybe for the chasing potential, but you I would only look to buy the things that are like crazy fucking damage items. You know, no like let's see, I don't know drums. Even like Sanjin Yasha, if it didn't give movement speed, I'd be super questioning it, just because it seems more of the same. I would just go for like heavy damage because eggs makes you a beast. Egg makes you insane. All right. Bradley Dragon says, is Chen eggs worth getting? I feel the ancients aren't worth taking because they're so damn slow. People go eggs on Chen. I see that as like a late game thing. The dragons can push out waves. The purple little creeps can give you uh, lifesteal. It's pretty nice. And HP regen, which is pretty nice. Yeah, the way I would say is that Ags is situational in every single hero now because you can get it very, very late game and consume it. It doesn't take up a slot. Yeah, it's Ags is never a bad item now. It's it's like the new Moon Shard. Honestly, rest in Pepperoni's Moon Shard because Ags is way better. Yep. How do you feel about the Radiant map changes? I know it was made to make the lane somehow equal to the Dire side, but I honestly feel like it's easier to move from playing as a support on the Radiant side. I don't know. I feel like Radiant's pretty fucking hard. But the, the the funny thing is, like, I feel like Radiant safe lane is hard as an offlaner. Like, they nerfed for some reason pulling as, as a dire offlaner. Yeah. They, they tried to nerf the ability for Radiant to pull that hard camp, but they actually nerfed Dyer's ability to yes, pull the hard camp. Yes. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really yeah. hard to pull that now. Yep. Like you you can't it's really difficult to pull it up. You, the timing is super precise and you have to have the creeps hit you. It's actually pretty fucking annoying to be honest. <laughs> I agree. I noticed because, that as well. I was like I was like, oh my god, they did it again. The, the safe lane just pulls the easy camp. Yep. And I'm sitting here 
trying to pull the, I, I swear to God, dude, yesterday I tried to pull like three times in a row and I failed every time. And this guy was like, people just laugh at me. Cause it's like, man, this guy's supposed to be like pretty okay at Dota. Yep. And I'm just fucking up a pull. It's hard, man. Yeah, it got, oh, no, no. got way I think they need, I think they need to like, <laughs> they need to rework that. All right, there's three more. We'll just we'll just do these three, and then we'll we'll call it because yep. it's been seventy minutes. So we'll we'll end the episode here. Uh, Creel Monfregan, Jesus. Uh, question: How do you feel about? Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. We have two questions left. That was the same question. <laughs> <laughs> Get that it was, together, dude. That was Creel Monfregan, by the way, that that asked the last question. Uh, TDM says, question, is it possible to win a 4v5 game when your teammate abandons mid-game and the enemy are ahead or, it's a, or is it a waste of time? Yes, I would say yes. You can actually win that game because you get your teammates gold if they like disconnect from the game and get the abandon. Yeah, it's almost and that actually, easier sometimes. It's, sometimes it's easier, depending on your heroes. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely you know keep playing to the point where you know that you're going to lose and then you can just go next. That's fine, but... I have won, you know, the occasional game like that. So, you know, if you're trying to fiend MMR, then you may as well uh, try to try to win those. Every single game, yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, question. This is from Breath. Which supports do you think currently have the most impact? Honestly, I, I've been favoring teamfight supports. Supports. Warlock. Warlock is fucking incredible. That hero is so good now. Winter Wyvern as yep. well. Um. I think you can have one like laning support slash does something else in the game support, but I really do feel like you need one support that's some like sick team fighter or you're just fucked in the yep. mid to late game. Like you can have one Chen, but then you want your you don't want your other support to be an IO or something. Then it's, it's like how do you ever fight? Yeah. Because you'll have some, you know, TA mid, you'll have some safe lane Slark. You'll have some offlane enchantress, and it's like, okay, who actually makes the stuns in the team fights? Like, who's putting the enemy team and putting that little swirly thing above their head? Right. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to be doing that. Uh, and I think, I think that traditionally comes from either the five or the offlane or the 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 four. Yeah, I'd say so between I'd say those three roles: warlock, wyvern, shadow shaman, still really good. Um. Probably, I would say Lion is still probably pretty good, but not as like a, that's more of like a ganking support. And then yeah. I, I think you're always going to be fine picking a hero like Dazzle, Abaddon, a save hero as well. Yep, it's just that if you pick those heroes, you want to make sure that somebody else on your team has some epic-ass teamfight ultimate thing. Yeah. <laughs> like oh. Some black lore. Low MMR, pick Spirit Breaker, you'll win every game. Oh, that hero's ridiculous. That's that's legit one of the best heroes in Dota right now. Yeah. I, I would say Spearbreaker is like the freest MMR right now. In fact, that could be a video. It's like, hey, just literally pick this cow and get it. <laughs> just press your Q on everybody all the time. Yes. And TP so, back to base, refill, yeah, press your Q. items. <laughs> yeah. 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 Speaking of which, man, what am I doing picking anything other than Spearbreaker, Warlock, and Wyvern? I, good question. I'm so good at those heroes, and I should just play them every game. Dude, that's what that's what I'm saying. When, <laughs> when people complain about being like low MMR, and then you see that they're not picking the broken stuff, and it's just like, if if the, if your monkey if monkeys forever is playing on your account and you're making him play support, he's picking those heroes. Yep. <laughs> he's not gonna go try to win with like a lion or something. He's gonna try to win with something that's like, oh, this hero's fucking broken. You know? 
Yeah. It's those heroes that some good player is going to play on your account and win with. I mean, dude, here, the game. here's the thing. This is not a knock against Lyrical by any means. But this dude went from 3K to over 5K in two months, picking nothing but Darkseer. He literally has only played Darkseer for two months, and he went from 3K to 5K. I saw that. I was was feeding his stream. Yeah, so, I mean, same thing with Slacks, right? He literally only played Omni Knight for two months and went from 3K to 5K. So, you know, find the hero that works for you, that wins you games, and then just don't play anything else but that if you're trying to gain MMR and nothing else. Yep, yep. All right. All right. That's it for today. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you Thursday for replay review. And uh, we love you guys. So uh, this is where you say we love you too, Jenkins and Elevated in chat. Waiting for it. Just kidding. See you later.